Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We're in season two of the PAL using Pirkei Elvis Treasury, and we're in one four. Perak Aleph Mishnah Dalit, a public service PSA. We just want to let you know that we're going to miss a couple of episodes due to the upcoming Jewish holidays of the Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and Sukkot. But have no fear, God willing, we'll get back to it when we can. Bli Neder and Mirz Hashem. So stay with us and come back and we'll join you when we can. And we'll see you back here on the PAL with Tani G in Mirz Hashem. But for now, let's go at it in 1 4. And questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com First the Mishnah and then the comments, God willing. Yossi ben Yo'ezer ish Sereda the Yossi ben Yochan ish Yerushalayim kiblu mehem. Yossi ben Yo'ezer, leader of Tzereda and Yossi ben Yochanan, leader of Jerusalem received the tradition from them. Yossi ben Yo'ezer ish Sereda Omer Yossi ben Yo'ezer, leader of Tzereda, says, Yehibezcha beis va'ad l'chachamim, Let your house be a meeting place for Torah scholars, Vehevi mis'abek be'afaraglehem, And you shall become dusty in the dust of their feet, Vehevi shosa batzama estivrehem, And you shall drink in their words with thirst. So the Mishnah here is talking about Yossi ben Yo'ezer and Yossi ben Yochanan. So we see here a little bit of a shift. We see here that there's now a pair instead of one person talking. Now there's two people carrying the tradition. With the death of Antigonus, a change in the manner of Jewish leadership came about. No longer was a single sage the authority over all Israel as theretofore. As before, for the next several generations, the heads of the people were zugos, pairs of sages, and both are quoted in the succeeding Mishnayis. The first of each pair was the Nasi, the president of the Sanhedrin, the high court of the Jewish people. His civic function was to oversee the establishment of an accurate calendar, and he generally acted as the political representative of the Jewish community. The second served as Avbezdin, head of the court, and was the functional head of the great Sanhedrin in its judicial and legislative roles. So the leader of Sereda, Yossi ben Yuezer, he served as Nasi. He was known as the pious one of the Kohanim from Chagiga 20a. His city of Sereda was in the portion of Ephraim, as Malachim Aleph 1126 explains. And Yossi ben Yochanan, leader of Yerushalayim, he was the Av Bezin, the Talmud Sota 47a, teaches that these two were the last of the consummate Torah figures. Ish Ha'ashkalos, man of the clusters who mastered all areas of knowledge and demonstrated outstanding moral deportment. A cluster of grapes symbolizes a gathering of much good in one place. Similarly, these people were of such stature that they were repositories of all the virtues of greatness. The tradition from them, from Shimon HaTzadik and Antignus, Rav Yonah explains Yossi ben Yoezer and Yossi ben Yochanan were students of Shimon HaTzadik, and after his death they studied under Antignus, Rav Yossi ben Nechemias explains. Alternatively, they were disciples of the men of the Great Assembly. As Sefer Yisrael explains, Rashi sees them as students only of Atignus. Since our text of the Mishnah reads in the plural, from them, Rashi may mean that they were the students of Antignus and his court, or he may have the alternate reading, Kiblu Mimenu, receive the tradition from him, Antignus. So, we continue, and the Mishnah then goes on and explains how... Yossi ben Yoezer says, Let your house be a meeting place for Torah scholars. He's expounding upon Shimon Zatzadik's statement that the Torah is one of the three pillars of creation and explains how one can achieve success 
at Torah study. One's house should be constantly available as a gathering place for scholars. I always think, and I mentioned to my wife, how it's so nice. A lot of these people open their homes for shiurim. They open their place for chesed events. And I would love for us to do that as well. On a small scale, we try to have people all the time. We try to have guests. We try to host. But it's wonderful to have your house be used for Torah purposes and Shuram purposes and holy purposes. Lahavdom, how many times do you see people hosting cocktail parties and dinner parties and game nights and whatnot at their house, but not using it for other holy spiritual purposes? Why not? You should definitely use the house for spiritual and good purposes and Torah purposes. If you're going to have the people over and they're going to mess up the house, quote-unquote, is what a fear could be of some people. When we first moved in, I wanted people to take off our shoes, but now, of course, I don't say that really much anymore. But really, we want people to come to the house and use the house, especially for Torah things. Once house should be constantly available as a gathering place for scholars, then the householder will benefit from their company since it is impossible that he not assimilate wisdom from them. This is analogous to one who enters a perfumery. Merely by entering, he absorbs some of the sweet scent from Rav. Lahavda, Lahavda, when I go to 7-Eleven, a lot of times I come out and my wife tells me I smell like coffee because I go in and I absorb the scent of the store. So too, Lahavda, a person who has Torah in his house, hopefully will absorb the scent and the sound and the actual learnings and the teachings of Torah. Moreover, by allowing Torah scholars access to one's home, one learns from their actions as well as from their words. The sages taught in Baruchos 7b, attending to the needs of Torah scholars is in certain ways greater than learning from their Torah. To Pharisees saw that since their actions constitute a living lesson in how one brings the Torah into his daily life. Since Torah scholars will not frequent the home of a person of low spiritual standards who does not respect God-fears, the Mishnah secondarily teaches one to conduct himself in such a manner as to create an appropriate atmosphere to, for Torah scholars. And when you have Torah functions, when you have chavrusas and you have shirim in the house, the kids see what's important to you, what you make time for, and what you put on a pedestal and what you put as a reverence. When I was a kid, in our house we had a very famous rabbi, Rav Cook, come sometimes, and it was a, a very big deal for him to come. The house was made nice, and we had to learn something to learn with him and to show him what we learned. And that's a way of bringing the Torah scholar into the home. So too, in your own home, you could figure out what to do. If you can't have an actual shear, then display a shear on your computer, on your phone, publicize it for the whole family to listen to, for everyone to listen to. Make it a priority. Listen together with the wife, with the kids. Let your home be full of learning, be full of Torah, be full of Shi'urim, and you hopefully will be better for having it, and you'll conduct yourself in a better way and will become a better person with better standards of morality as as seen by the Torah's upstanding people that come to your home, hopefully, and you will also hopefully in some way, in a some small way, will become better like them. You shall become dusty in the dust of their feet, be in close proximity to Torah scholars and follow in their footsteps. Figuratively, one who follows at the heels of another becomes soiled from the dust raised by the first person's feet. Alternatively, one should make himself a student of Torah scholars literally sitting at their feet in the dust. In Mishnah times, it was customarily... It was customary for students to sit at their teacher's feet, as Rav explains, and this could be a continuation of the previous clause, instructing us to open our homes to Torah scholars, since familiarity breeds contempt, one may tend to become irreverent toward the Torah scholars, God forbid, and lax in providing for their needs. As a balance, the Mishnah instructs you shall become dusty in the dust of their feet, perform even menial or dirty chores for them, because just being involved in their needs is super important. You know, they say that the words of the servants of the Avos were even more important than some halachas because we learned some halachas, some laws from even a letter, even a pasik, even one small dot over a letter. 
Yet the Torah goes at length to recount the whole story of Eliezer going to find Rivka for Yitzchak and then repeats the story again. That's a lot of words to repeat because the talkings of the servants and the Avos were so important. They would go and they do all the chores for them because they felt it was a privilege and an honor. So too we should feel honored and privileged to help out to our scholars, especially to do things for Hashem and for his legions of people, his Torah scholars. We should cleave to God through close contact with Torah scholars and their students, marry the daughter of Torah scholars, marry his own daughter to one, eat and drink with them, provide business with them, and engage in kinds of social interaction with them, and drink in their words thirstily. One must approach words of Torah with a thirst for them, not like someone who is so satiated that he finds even tasty, succulent food or refreshing drink detestable, God forbid, from Rav. Another way to think of the dust is as commentary of our own spiritual state. We frequently shirk association with Torah scholars for fear that our own self-images will be Deflated in comparison to their higher intellectual and spiritual standards. We would all like to think that our houses are in perfect order with few spiritual stains and we are uncomfortable when our shortcomings are pointed out. When the Torah scholar visits, his presence reveals that we are wallowing in dust in comparison with him. Nevertheless, teaches the Mishnah, we should not refrain from interacting with such people. We should allow them to serve as the standard bearers against which we measure the spiritual cleanliness of our homes and lives from Remnis and Alpert. So the main point here is cleave to the Torah scholars, make your house open open to Torah, to Shurim, do what you can to have your house be a meeting place, a central hub for Torah and spirituality. If you would host people for dinner and have dinner parties, the Havdom, how much more so you should have Torah and spiritual functions, any good functions, dating functions, single functions, whatever you can do, especially for good organizations and for good purposes in your own home. Join us next time, God willing, with factoring in the holidays as we move over to chapter 1. Paragraph 5, Paragraph Mishnah Hey, and we'll talk about having guests and taking care of the poor here on the PAL with Tani G, and I'm your host, Tani G.